This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the Heroes of HP12, the Wiccan Wanderers podcast powered by the fans. I'm Michael Kenny, joined as usual by Dan Clark and Damien Farrar-Hockley. Guys, loads and loads of football to talk about. We've got the action from Saturday, we've got Tuesday night's action, we've got two games to preview. I'm going to mix up what we usually do though. I want to start by talking about the Bolton game and then we'll talk about some of the niceties from uh, the weekend and our draw against the posh. Uh, 4-2, 4-2 defeat. Um, Bolton's first successful trip to HP12. Uh, their, their first goals uh, at our ground. Um, so they'll be absolutely delighted, no doubt. We got off to a really, really slow start. 2-0 down half time, but we did fantastic to get back into the game. 2-all, but then... The visitors struck. Really, really painful stuff. What What did we make of uh, What did we make of last night? Uh, that first half is limper than that hot dog that's doing the rounds on social media <laughs> from the away end, isn't it? Really? Yeah. It was that first half. Do you know what? Crap. I I was. It was. It was like that Exeter game again. Really was, and I was worried. It just like it. It was a. It was a shock. Uh, really, I think. We always said that Portsmouth and Bolton was going to be, uh, and Oxford as well, were going to be the test for us to see how how we get on uh, and how we fare against the bigger boys, as it were. Um, so you know, it it was a bit disappointing last night to to kind of get to that point and and lose four two. I I think the the scoreline was a bit. It flattered them quite a bit. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it should. It wasn't. It wasn't yeah. a four-two game. Let's face it. But it's just such a shame. I felt really good at the two-two point, and then <laughs> the those two last. I know. I I know you were getting aggro at two-nil, Dave. You were like, "I'm off. I'm <laughs> see you later." Put, don't put, worry put about this way. It. The only reason it wasn't worse than Exeter is because we weren't two-nil down after ten minutes. Um, but when we did go two-nil down, I mean, the first goal. I've not seen Max do that. You know, I don't... But it, for me, it was the build-up that was more disappointing because that guy who took the shot literally just ran straight through the middle of the pitch yeah, without, without a challenge. Obviously, Max fumbled it in, yes, but stopped the shot at least. Yeah. I think the disappointing thing was that I didn't even think the shot was that powerful, right? It no, was, it wasn't. You know, it, it might have bobbled a little bit, but... He, you know, you should be doing better with that. You know, and, and I mean, Max, it, was, it was a greasy pitch, but yeah, yeah. I mean, but Max, he made a, you know, he had a couple of flubs on Saturday as well. It's not been the best few days for him, and uh, and he's going to really have to bounce back. And I, we know that he can. 
Uh, mm. He's one of the strongest, most consistent performers in the side. You know, anyone that's calling for him to be dropped uh, out of their ne- mind needs a head checked. Uh, absolutely, yeah. So, but th- this is this happens, right? This is the this is what happens when you're a goalkeeper. There's ten outfield players, and there's one of you. So, so much pressure. Mistakes happen. Unfortunately, you know, it happened last night. It's a shame, and I mean, I, I wouldn't put it on Max to be honest. Uh, I mean, obviously, look, the first the first goal was a mistake; it was a fumble, and that was that. It's it's a shame, really, that we are looking really, really good, and when we're on our day defensively, nothing's getting past us. But we mm. don't seem to have that level of consistency in defence that we need if we're going to be where we want to be this season. I mean, look. You know, don't get me wrong. This season, I was expecting a mid-table kind of get Bloom's, mm. you know, get his feet under the table, get a season underway, uh, and then and then probably grow on, grow into next season. So, you know, based on the last, you know, well, since Lincoln away, really, um, my expectations have started to grow and grow. So that's why last night it's in some ways nice that we're coming away very disappointed because we feel like we should have got something from the game. Um, but yeah, it's it's just such a shame that we can't get that defensive performance right consistently. Can I ask you guys a question, both of you? The the because mm-hmm. I think we we were in chat last night, kind of tearing our hair out the first half an hour, well, the first forty five minutes, right? Um, it, it wasn't, you know, it was an issue with the entire the entire team, the entire performance. They just they were walking. It was just like a team that was sleepwalking and um the question that i uh want to put to you guys is do you think that there was a bit of a, a tactical error do you think there's a little bit of naivety in picking going with essentially a virtually unchanged side a couple of days after pompey uh not pompey posh you know because that was quite an intense game they were going to be physically tired and you could see a few of the substitutions in the game were due to that uh jasper couldn't run anymore um mm that's just one I'm picking out but he didn't have a bad game but he just had nothing left um, unfortunately I think the it looks as if we've got a set defence and if you take one cog out and replace it with another one it doesn't work so without Farino last yeah. night they they look like a different defence um, but like I, I agree, agree with what you're saying Michael it, it, picking the same team may not have been the best thing you probably could have put Vokes and McCleary in and and maybe sadly are in just to freshen things up because as I say I think they've played what, that team for what maybe four games is it three or four games yeah, at least yeah yeah they looked worn they looked worn in that first 45 yeah and, they did you know but look give them credit though and and obviously give Blooms and his team credit too because they came out in the second half like just a house on fire maybe Blooms had threatened them with a few of those dodgy <laughs> hot dogs for sure but oh, yeah. look I mean, let's, let's talk about Leahy's uh, strike. 25-yard oh. left foot screamer, top corner, top bins. Uh, that's a that's a goal of the season contender for sure, right? There's been rumours going around on this pod that I don't like Luke Leahy. Um, <laughs> it's not the case. Day, but, <laughs> it's a convert now. <laughs> but, but my levels of Luke Leahy love went up 100-fold last night with that goal. That was just... That was just I, want a better than, I want a better word than sexual, but it was. <laughs> It was he hit it so well, um, but it was a brilliant move as well. If you think about it, yeah, it was. It, do you know what the goals? The goal, both the goals we scored last night were smart. You know, mm. they they were well yeah. taken. I mean, obviously the corner, 
routine for Wheeler. I know Wheeler's was a kind of on the back of a deflection, but that was part of a well-worked routine. So it was nice. It's it's what you want. I mean, you could you think back to the uh, Alan Partridge World Cup '94 sketch when he's shouting about belts. <laughs> you could put any of them in front of uh, in front of Luke Leahy's goal there, and it would have been very apt for it. It was yeah. I mean, it was brilliant, wasn't it? A really, really nice goal of the season. But, and this is, I'm just going to go back a little bit to what the point that you made there, Michael, about them being tired. They had a rocket up their arse at half time, quite obviously, and they were out earlier than usual. Yeah. That was the same side. That was the same side that played Saturday. So they can't have been that tired to put on that level of performance. Because I'll tell you what, if we play like that 40 minutes of the second half, we play like that all season. My God, yeah, we we could be fighting for autos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, so, so what was it then? What, what was it? Well, I mean, got all... sorry, go on. So we, so we've got to also factor in: was there any complacency from Bolton? And I'm not complacency. I, I think, I think complacency... they let us on. No, I think that they were. Uh, they looked mean and hungry last night. They were really up for it. I mean, even Ian Everett in in the build up was was saying that you know they they were uh, not happy with their away performances against Wickham and they were out, you know, to make a statement and to beat the buck. Uh, and, they, and they did that. And they were, uh, you know, I mean, look, the scoreline flattered them for sure, but they were, uh, for, for you know, judged on the entirety of the game. They were the better side. And there's a reason why right. they are where they are in the table. And they're going to be up there come the end of the season. They're a good side. Um, and, sure. and also... Yeah, very good side. Yeah, and also yeah. credit credit to their fans as well. Tuesday night, cold Tuesday night in in October, almost eight hundred um, of them, wasn't it? Yeah, that's fantastic support. I mean, yeah. they travel well. Um, I mean, even when they, made they a lot were of noise out, as well. Yeah, when they were down in the doldrums and and they were really struggling a few years ago, they they were turning out in their numbers. Do you remember that when they turned yeah. up and they basically had six registered players and they still yeah. had nearly a thousand there on opening day of the season? They're a good bunch. Um, got us, got a bit of a soft spot for the fellow Wanderers. Um, but no, I, I don't think it was... Comp- I mean, perhaps, you know, they were a little bit taken back in the second half when we came on as strongly as we did. I don't think there was any complacency there. I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't think we got it tactically 100%, really, and you can say that because we conceded four goals in the end. But mm. we went, we're going with the same approach as we did for Fleetwood and for Peterborough. And... It might have worked for those two, but I think Bolton are a bit of a different animal and I think we probably needed to approach them separately. Um, I did see a few posts, actually, it said we probably would have benefited from Vokes bullying their defenders a bit more last night and I think they're probably right on that. Um, It would have been nice to have brought him back in um, to the fold, probably give Dale Taylor a rest for, for Saturday. But yeah, I don't know. I just, something needed to change really. I, 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 I don't know what sadly it needs to do to kind of give him a decent run in the side. I think he's got something about him. Um, I and especially he would have been chomping at the bit last night. I had a thought playing against his former club. I thought he was brought on last night because Loom's new obviously scans going to be suspended, and he thought I'll put him That's in see what see what he's like, give him a few minutes. Um, but. I do think the difference between a Peterborough and a Bolton is that when we when we got it back to Tool, they clearly went up a gear or two. Mm. They they you know 
I don't think Peter have got that in them, and Fleetwood certainly haven't. And well, I think I mean, it shocked us a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, you used the word complacent earlier to describe Bolton. Uh, I think that when we scored our equaliser, I think that we kind of just took our foot off a little bit, really, because the time between Scott our equalising goal. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Bolton's, Bolton's third goal, a couple of minutes after the equaliser, we'd worked so hard to get to that point, and you could see the life what was left of the energy levels of the players just come out like like vapor. We could see it on the pitch towards the end yeah. of the game. Um, I think they were so deflated after that. But yeah, you know, I think it's a combination that our levels went down a little bit because we had achieved. You know, we we'd gotten back into the game, but then Bolton just went. You know, they just went and put the bit back in their mouth. So I think it's probably a little bit of both, probably. Yeah, and that fourth goal was just like watching snail racing, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, slowest foot race ever. Do, 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 I think that was a case that our aggression just kind of cost us because we we had such a high line, and uh, you know they put they put a player on on Keo. Look, my my nan's faster than Keo. You know, <laughs> but you know, play that ball in behind the man. That was always going to happen. And look, it, was it a soft penalty? Yeah. Probably, but yeah. You know. I mean, Cameron Jerome knew he wasn't going anywhere, and just thought, "I'm going to try and get the best yeah. out of this I can." But it it was a definite, it was a definite foul, a definite penalty. Do we think he was lucky not to get sent off? I just, um, I don't know what it feels I, like to be tackled by a snail. <laughs> I, th- I, I think, I think the ref probably just knew that. It was just like, well, he got there I when think, he could. Do you know? Do you know what? As soon as that ball was played in, and I was like, "Oh, that's Keo," I was like, "That's going to be a pen." That's gonna be a pen. I just knew it. Do you know what the game? The game had a weird, um, weird energy. It was a bit deja vu last night, and um, I, I've been trying to think all day what the game reminded me of. And um, I'm, I might not have the opponents right. I've, I didn't have a time to go through the uh, the history books, but I, I distinctly remember a four-two defeat back in like '99 or 2000 or 2001 against Huddersfield. And uh, it was a game that we had gone behind. We'd gotten ourselves back in and Huddersfield scored two late goals. And I remember it well because when they scored that fourth goal, uh, which I think was a pen, but I might be wrong there. It very, very it just seemed like very similar games. I, I remember, you know, I was like nine or ten. I remember slamming down my chair ready to go. And, and my dad was like, no, we don't go until the final whistle. And that was my lesson that you never go until the very end, particularly with Wickham. But yeah, it just seemed to be parallels between a game from the past last night and, and and that game it was just it was it was frustrating um but you know this is this is just how it is right that's difference between sides at the top at the end of the season the sides that won't be yeah that's, absolutely. that's purely what it is this uh let's talk about scowan uh picks up uh his fifth yellow card of the season that means that he's gonna miss the oxford game that's that's a big blow for us obviously we're gonna get into uh how we think we're gonna compensate in the uh, oxford uh preview but it's a big loss considering you know he he had a really good game last night until he was taken off uh just a usual rugged bulldog kind of performance we're gonna we're gonna miss him aren't we he was sat on this yellow card. It's, it's a big loss. He was sat on this yellow card against Peterborough. Mm. And I almost think it may have been worth him getting that yellow card against Peterborough. Because I think he'll be more influential at Oxford rather than against Bolton last night. Just, I just, that's, that's just what I think. I th- if he's going to, we don't want him to uh, have a rival away from home. I'm missing our captain and our most influential player at the moment. Really, do we? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he 
we're playing better away from home than we are at home at the moment anyway. So I'm not too worried um, about him going. I think Lee probably fill his spot. We'll just need to make sure that Farino's back and Taff seems back as well. Um, yeah, I mean, we just we've got to always bear in mind that the type of role that Josh plays is always going to get these suspensions now and again because he's going to rack up that many yellow cards. It just, just always a happens. Blood and fun, fun the footballer, isn't he? Mm, the challenge last night was was, was pretty much a, a cruncher to get the yellow card. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah, difficult it to go and tackle. But, yeah, but I don't know. move Leahy up for uh, for Oxford, I think. I'd do that, and, and I'd play three-four yeah, centre-backs. But we'll come to that in a, in a bit. Yeah, we will. One thing that I do want to mention uh, as well, and I don't know if this was an accident or if this was just a stroke of genius, but for our equaliser, uh, one thing to say as well, 100 career goals for, for David Wheeler now, so congrats to him. Mm. Um, you know, what a, what a player he's been since uh, since he joined us. Great, great servant. You love to see it. And great to have him fit as well, because I think off the bench, he's a, he's a fantastic asset to have. But um, one you can thing... Play Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Swiss Army knife, as as we've said before. But um, <laughs> in terms of, I don't know if anyone else picked up on this, but I've I've just thought the timings of the double sub was just really astute. Bringing on uh, Tafazoli as well, who we know is a massive threat from aerial balls. Um, bringing him on for the corner. Now, I, I I know that they obviously had that routine set already, but do you think that bringing on Taff may have shaken up the you know, the Bolton boys a little bit and could have created the space for that goal. Do you think I that think was a good caught, psychology or, or am I just looking into this too much? Well, I think he caught him off guard. We bring, we bring Tafazoli on and we basically sent all our tour guys into the box and then played it along the floor. They weren't expecting it, simply as that. Um, it would possibly be a genius putting him on then because they're expecting a ball into the box and, a, you know, a fight for a header. Mm. So maybe it was tactical genius and obviously... Something they have planned on the training ground. You can't just do that. Must have, they must have trained for that. Yeah, it was smart. Uh, I don't know. I, just, I don't know if there was too much of a shake-up towards the end anyway. I mean, obviously, look, we scored from that corner, which is great. But we, I don't know, we just, there, there seemed to, as soon as that goal went in, as you said, there just seemed to be like, that was it, job done. We've got 2-2. We've got it back to 2-2. It's great. I know they were all running back to try and get the third goal, but Bolton were never going to kind of just give up and go, oh, God, we've just lost a 2-0 lead. That's it. Then, of course, they were going to go for it for the final five minutes. I don't know. Changing it up that much defensively just seemed to kind of knock us a bit. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, the, that third goal was just, yeah. Oh, I mean, have done more. yeah, so soft, yeah. such a free header. Yeah, he just, he just ran in, no one yeah. went with him. Yeah, yeah, it was disappointing, uh, for sure. But look, I, th- I think we've uh, we've identified some some positives here, not a lot of positives from the first half. That was you know an abject performance, shite. but shite, yeah, let's <laughs> let's let's call it what it is. Um, let's do. But but look, we we found some some positives. We're going to get into some more positives in a second when we talk about the uh, the Peterborough game. But before we do that, though, um, from last night's performance, four two defeat, fair result really at the end of the day. Even though I mean three two, I would have been probably a little bit happier with. But who are we going with uh, as our hero of the match for Bolton? For Bolton, <laughs> yeah. No, well for, for us Bolton, for the Bolton game. game. game yeah, pedal. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know. It's just the way he said it. Sorry. Um, 
<laughs> I can't look past Leahy. Mm. Just think, just think. He 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 wasn't just a goal. He was putting in balls everywhere and every, anywhere. I think he was really good. Do you know what? I'm gonna go. I don't know if this seems a bit of a curveball, but I'm going Freddie Potts. I literally, yeah. I think for that for that forty minutes, I don't know if it changed slightly. And I, I need to kind of watch the first half back again. But the second half, I noticed he was playing a bit more of a free roaming role in midfield. So he was drifting back and forward and things like that, and just getting into space. And I thought, do you know what? It's not often we get a player of that caliber that's just got that nuance to kind of know where to drift in and out of play and he was just conducting like the right balls and oh yeah you know it it was good i i think freddie potts again was uh for me yeah player. I, I i mean i think i'm probably gonna go leahy simply because i mean the the goal was absolutely sensational but oh, yeah, he was, was also doing it at the other end of the pitch as well you know the the clearance off the line um he, mm. he's a player that that offers you uh he's defensively sound and he's attackingly uh attackingly i'm just gonna go over it. he's attackingly adventurous and uh and that's the kind of the player that we want and i think he's just a good kind of he's one of those generals we used to like using that word quite a lot during the Ainsworth era, he's a, he's a bit of a general. He kind of brings the boys together. I think the youngsters are really benefiting from from his uh, his versatility and, and all round experience. Really, really good. Uh, yeah. I also think though there was some. I mean, Potts was fantastic, uh, and and that long range effort as well. If that had gone in, you know, we'd have even more West Ham followers uh, at our at our games. Um, I also think that I want to give some uh, some praise as well to uh, to Harry Boys as well, who I thought worked pretty hard last night as well, uh, and he also seems to be showing that he's really adapting to life at Wickham at the moment you know he's he's had a few games where he's not been you know we've, we've had some things to say but last night you know despite the fact that we had some defensive frailties I think he worked really really hard so I want to recognize that so so we've got Luke Leahy yeah I think that's two and we've got uh Freddie Potts so yeah good stuff right look let's talk some some happier stuff so Saturday two all draw uh at Peterborough uh, it was a game that I think that we were all really excited for given the fact that we went there last season and absolutely whooped them we said, and you know, call us Armadeus, um, but Nostr- Nostradamus, um, but Armadeus. But we we said previously that going there, it was going to be a bit of a different story, and it was. You know, we took the lead, fantastic goal, Jolo linking up with Hanlon, but you know, the posh came back in. We knew it wasn't going to be an easy game, but I think that again in the second half, we showed some fantastic resilience. Much more positive, obviously, because we came away with the point. But what did uh, what did we make of this one? We should have won it. Simple as that, in my in my view. Um, first half, we hit them. We came out of the blocks really quickly, and it shocked them a little bit because it's and their crowds. It's everyone is with the people of the crowd, but if the opposition has like five minutes of possession, they start getting on their back straight away, mm, yeah. um, and you could tell that it. When we scored, when we scored the first goal, it was like a disaster, and I think a lot of Peter fans thought, "Here we go again." Um, they were lucky to be winning at. I mean, the goal from the corner. Some have, I've seen some people criticising Max, but it's 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 a worldie. I think personally, any goal from the corner, I think, is a worldie because um, it's so rare as well. Uh, the second goal was just caught on a break. We were going for it. I have no problem with that. But in the second half, they, I don't think they had a sniff. Mm. 
We didn't have anyone. We didn't have anyone on the back post for their for their corner goal, though, did we? Is that is that a potential flub there? Uh, Possibly. I think if you're going to go from a corner and you get it, I mean, I don't. I think you could put anyone on the back post. I don't think anyone's going to get it. It was pretty high, wasn't it, all the way until yeah. it went in. You dropped like a stone at the back post. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those goals. I, and I did see uh, I did see on Twitter that there are a couple of people just going, ah, that was a fluke, wasn't it? It's like, come on, we're the same people that we were doing JJ specials like every other week <laughs> yeah. a couple of seasons ago. So you just there, shoot every time you got a corner. You know, to, to, when it went in, I just went, fair play. <laughs> fair play. Yeah. It was a great game though, wasn't it, really? I mean, it, it, was, yeah. it was really entertaining. But I think, do you know what? Looking at it, I think at the end of the season, I think Peterborough and us will probably be in similar positions. Will be about where I, I saw two very very similar sides there that couldn't kind of break each other. I think my only frustration from it really was their keeper was channeling there. Is in a Massimo Taibi, wasn't he? I mean, oh my how God, many yeah. chances did we get? How many chances did we get? Really, and that was you because see he was Dykstra personified. Weird. I, I don't know if yeah. you guys uh, you guys heard it because I was uh, I was streaming I was uh, I was in VPN, um, but um, Matt and uh, Matt was joining on Cocoms and uh, him and Phil were just uh, they were just on that keeper and at one point the keeper makes another mistake and Bloom uh, and um, and Phil points it out and Matt just goes he's terrible isn't he <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did no yeah. holding back whatsoever uh, yeah he had a nightmare didn't he he's supposed to be their uh, their starting keeper this season as well. Well, not if you listen it. to a lot of their fan groups. Mm. <laughs> they want to change it, don't they? Yeah, they want to they put some other guy in. that they, they, They've all identified the same guy, but they don't want this guy in goal. They realise how bad he is. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was it was a, it was a shocking performance. But the thing is, though, is he did made uh, he did made can't talk tonight. Uh, he he made a couple of decent saves, so I think he's obviously got the qualities of being that shot stopper. But for modern goalkeeper qualities, you're looking for someone that can distribute and play with their feet. He showed none of that uh, on on Saturday. Yeah, if they, I was a they were fan, I'd have been scared every time he got the ball at his feet. I'm just, yeah, just shaking. What's going to do were. with it? Yeah. Felt really nervous around him, wouldn't you? I mean, they always say you've got to be a bit crazy to be a goalkeeper, wouldn't you? And you always see that with your personalities with like Ramsdale and Pickford and stuff. But don't show it when, like, in your style of play. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, he's just, he's obviously a good shot stopper, but some of the decisions he was making and his command of the area was just shit. <laughs> like, it, it was. Like, it just, there's, there's so much more he could have done there, really. I think. And that's where I think they'll they'll have a few problems this season. I think, like us against Bolton, really, defensively, I don't think they've got it right this season. Attacking, Peterborough look good, and they always will, you know, when they've got uh, all the double-barrel surnames up front and, um, <laughs> and Joel Randall as well. They'll always do quite well. Um, were yeah, we a little bit disappointed that, that... Were we a little bit disappointed that we didn't, you know, knowing the the keeper frailties that we didn't capitalize on that a little bit more because I, f- I felt that we didn't do enough to put him under pressure. I was quite happy with the result, to be honest. I don't know. I, 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 I came away really buoyed by the performance. I think it's one of our best performances of the season. Yeah. I know obviously we played Fleetwood, but Fleetwood die this season anyway. I mean, they might come well under Johnson, but... No, I mean, like, if you look at the standard of opposition, Peterborough, that was that was our, you know, one of our toughest tests up to there. 
and we more than matched them really um and the fact that you've got peter fans coming away from it going god we sh- we shouldn't have won we shouldn't have got a point from that tells you really you know how well we did actually play so mm-hmm. you know I, i'm i'm reassured by that result it's just it would have been nice for it to be replicated last night it wasn't just the fans either was it, it was darren ferguson himself said mm-hmm. we were lucky to get a point out of that and I've heard him defend people who are indefensible, and so he came out and said that we obviously, we obviously made it made an impact on him. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm like you, Dan. I, I did come out of, uh, I came out of Saturday very, uh, very happy with that. You know, obviously, you, you go into every game, you, you wanna, you wanna win, but uh, a point. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points at the death. Who doesn't love a last-minute winner? Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Away from home at a side that, as you said, are going to be in and around exactly where we are come the end of the season. Um, it was it was a good performance, and and we saw echoes of of the side. I mean, it was the same side, but we saw echoes of the performance from Fleetwood, where we were aggressive, we were progressive, and we moved forward. Um, you know, it, and look, let's let's talk about Hanlon's goal as well, because you know what a setup by Joe Lowe. He's, he's just a I mean, it was a good bit of ball play, but I don't know. I've watched it back a few times going, did he actually mean that or did he yeah, just get he entangled meant that. He certainly meant it. it. He clearly he didn't mean that. That was, was Ballon d'Or worthy. It was what are you saying, Dan? It was straight into Hanlon. It wasn't as like, like he just sort of swung his leg at it. He looked. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that because obviously the ball threw to Hanlon. That was smart, but it was more the taking it down, <laughs> rattling between his legs and then turns around and it goes, oh, there's Brandon. And yeah, I don't know. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. They need to hang that <laughs> assist in the Louvre. That was a uh, that was an amazing goal. But I mean, look, whatever you're going to say about Jolo, did he mean it? Did he not? But that's a sweet finish from Hanlon as well, and that's another yeah. goal for him. That's a great finish, yeah. Uh, you know, look, he didn't. He was a bit quiet uh, last night against Bolton, but you know, they were you know pretty defensively solid in that first half and pretty much shut him out. But He's he's on he's on form at the moment. That's the kind of Hanlon that we want to see, right? You put him in that Absolutely. position, he's going to score nine times out of ten. Yeah. Simple as that. He's 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 a finisher. He's in the get get the ball in in you know to his feet in the six yard box. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's, it's almost guaranteed. But 
Unfortunately, last night we didn't actually get that to him. No. So, no. But we talked about Saturday, so... I don't know, I think that's where we set up t- tactically wrong last night. I think Vokes would have been a better option up top and maybe necessar- uh, maybe McCleary as well with Killian Phillips on the left. That, that, that's literally how I would have set up. I think that's that's the difference. Peterborough, you can do that. You can get in behind uh, you know, the, the wing-backs and the centre-backs like Brandon did. Um, and the amount of times their defence were, were exposed, Peterborough, it, you know, that setup worked for that game, but it didn't against Bolton. When you've got like Santos and you know a couple of other big players at the back, it's exactly like Exeter at the start of the season. They had Ameson and I can't remember the other guy, but they had those two. No, nothing was getting past them all game. I mean, everything we- seems to be getting past them now, but. Yeah. yeah. Do do we think that's a potential uh, with with regards to Voxie? Do we think there's potentially a, a a fitness issue, potentially carrying around a little minor niggle? Um, because it's oh. it was kind of odd that you know, I mean, look, it was his birthday. He comes on for a minute. I, I I thought that was kind of odd. I, I was expecting him to at least get ten. Um, introduced midway through the second half yesterday. I, I can I can see that one a little bit clearer because I didn't want to upset momentum. But we're always, you know, very, uh, you know, we, we don't want to announce when we've got injuries and when we, you know, if we don't have to. So is that potentially an issue? I, I think Bloomers has fallen into a bit of a trap um, that a lot of managers, especially ones who aren't that experienced, will fall into is you've had a couple of good results and you can stick with it as it is when you probably could change it up a little bit, especially if the uh, opposition have had a chance to look at you and say, oh, I've well, got the same team. We know exactly how they're going to play then. Uh, that could have been the, our downfall last night. But <laughs> I don't think Vokes is carrying timber. I just think he's not actually fitting. I think Blooms wants to get away from the long ball mentality. And when he's on, it's tempting, isn't it? Well, we certainly didn't last night against Bolton. We were trying to really cut the middle out, weren't we? And it just yeah. wasn't working uh, at unfortunately all. Unfortunately, we had two two short strikers on the pitch. Yeah, what were we doing yeah, there? Exactly. Um, there's a one 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 more thing that I do want to raise about the uh, the Pompey game. Well, both games really is uh, the, the the concern that we have. Look, we've talked about the positives. Uh, great result on Saturday. There were still positives to take from yesterday, despite the result. However, one thing that we can't ignore is the fact that we've conceded six goals in four days. Uh, that's more goals than we conceded in all of September. Uh, look, I think the thing is, is it's a natural. Uh, symptom of playing the bigger sides. I don't. I don't see any reason to get worried. Do you? I'm not worried. Not really. Last night, the four the four goals. We 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 already said it. It flattered Bolton. You know, it wasn't something that I thought. Oh, this is you know endemic in the side, and it's going to cause us a problem during the season. It's. Mm. It was just we were we were trying to get get a win, especially when they scored the third goal. We were going for it again, trying to get an equaliser, and got caught. Sort and so, yeah. I'm I'm not that worried. I'm not worried. I just think we need to be de- defensively consistent. We, as as you said earlier, I can't remember who said it actually, whether it was you, Mike, or Damo. Um, but I think that once that one cog is taken out, and at the moment replaced by Keo, <laughs> I'm not singling Keo out, but I mean, look, he needs he needs help. Do you know what I mean? He's, he needs uh, help. <laughs> I was surprised though. Taff was on the bench. Why didn't he play? I don't know whether he's just he's recovering and Taffer, as we say, just needs to ease back into games and then he has a bout of six or seven really good games and then he's injured again for a month. I, I, but the thing is, we've 
we we know how good Tapper is when he's when he's fully fit. Um, if if he gives us six or seven solid performances at this point, you know, I'll take that. You know, we've we've got some mm. decent cover. You know, as long as we're kind of keeping everyone fit. I know that Freno's kind of been in and out. Jolo's going to be in and out. You know, based on international uh, appearances and things like that. But we've got options. But the thing is, as I think, you know, if we're going to be playing a high line like we were last night, seeking that third goal or just seeking a way to get back into the game to find a point. You know, Keo might not be. Uh, might not be your uh, your solution. Um, let's um, let's talk. Uh, let's wrap up, Peterborough. Um, who was uh, our hero of the match? That's a hard one. It is. It, it is. is a difficult one. That's one. Well, didn't say anything. Wasn't um, anyone really in particular was there? That was like possibly well, Scowen. Yeah. I'll, I'll go first then because I thought Killian Phillips was fantastic yeah. on Saturday. I think that he was uh, the thing that I've noticed with him, and it's, it's something that Hallen does quite a lot as well. It's just that, you know, well, Scowan does it too. That bulldog mentality that I'm going to be yeah. everywhere on the pitch, I'm going to be in your face, I'm going to chase down balls, even if they're potentially lost causes because you never know, right? He's got that, he's got that dog in him, that, um, that attitude that I absolutely <laughs> love. And uh, I, I think that was his best performance in the quarters so far. I'm really liking this kid. I think all he needs to do is, uh, uh, you know, because we know he's got some goals in him and he can string the play as well. Um, yeah, I liked what I saw. But on Saturday in particular, I thought he was exceptional. Yeah, no, I, I can't argue with that. Right. There go we go. It. Gillian Phillips, it is, uh, <laughs> hero of the match. Uh, let's, uh, before we break down... Oxford and Cambridge next Tuesday. You may have heard on Twitter that, um, well, we're now a talk sport podcast. How did that happen? I don't know. We're still trying to work it out. But that is it. We're part of the talk sport fans network now. Um, nothing is going to change. We're going to stay the same. We're going to, you know, it's me, Adam. He's on holiday at the moment, but he'll be back next week. Dan and Damo. So the same analysis, the same talking over each other and the same dad jokes. We're not changing a thing. But it does mean that there are going to be ads. You're going to get the talk sport thing at the start. It's just the way it is. It's the name of the game. However, if if you don't like that, you can... Well, we've got a solution for you. If you go to Patreon, you can sign up there and you can get ad-free versions of these podcasts. Yes, indeedy. Go to patreon.com forward slash the heroes of HP12 and have a look at the options to unlock and listen to add free episodes, lads. A uh, bit of a well. I mean, it is it's quite a big thing, right? I'm quite excited about this. I'm I was listening to the sports bar on the way home last night after the game, and uh, turned to my brother and went, "Ah, my colleagues are on the on the radio." <laughs> <Just like, laughs> Maybe not sake. yet. Maybe not yet. <laughs> no, no. It's just uh, it's just nice that people want to listen to us ramble shit for an hour. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a great thing. It can only can only be a good thing. Absolutely, no, it's good. I hope uh, people are enjoying it. Yeah, we've we've gotten some really really good feedback actually. And actually, do you know what? I'm going to embarrass someone because I've not told you guys yet. But we got an email uh, from a listener called Lee uh, who dropped us uh, an email, and I just want to read it out because. It's nice, right? Uh, hi there. I lurk on Twitter as private, so can't reply. So wanted to uh, at least uh, comment, uh, communicate something to you guys. I absolutely love your podcast, and so do the entire family. My God, you make your family listen to this podcast. Uh, it helped on a trip 
uh, from Cornwall back up to Wickham to see family. So I just wanted to congratulate you on uh, the news. Fantastic. Uh, he's also provided uh, an idea. Actually, I, I don't know. It's Lee, L-E-I. Uh, uh, G-H, so that that might be a man or it might be a woman. I don't know. Let's let's go gender neutral here. But uh, they have an idea. Uh, So maybe what we can do going forward is discuss a different player in depth. So uh, what do they do really well? And they suggested... Great idea. uh, Yeah, they suggested that we start with uh, Jasper Jasper Pattenden. Want to talk about him and his emerging role. Now, we discussed him recently, but it was more of an impassing thing. So... I think this is a good idea, right? I really like it. Yeah, it's got legs. It. Absolutely. Thank there you very much, Lee. There we go. Yeah, thank you very much for the feedback, Lee. And uh, to to the other people that have been kind enough to leave feedback, uh, it means the absolute world to us. Um, to, to be where we are uh, after only a few months uh, means the absolute world to us. So super, super excited. Thank you, Lee. Uh, listen, uh, stay tuned for some potential in-depth player stuff coming to a podcast soon. But again, just to remind that if you do want to listen to the podcast without those pesky ads, go to patreon.com forward slash the heroes of HP 12. Uh, thank you. Uh, look, let's, let's get the crystal ball out. Let's give that a quick dust and uh, let's talk about Oxford and then we'll talk about Cambridge. Uh, off to the Kassam, the famous three-sided stadium. Everyone's, any any Wickham fan, uh, yeah, we, we, we don't usually go there unless it's the football. Uh, but look, we've got reasons to be cheerful. So have they, actually. Look, it's been nearly four years since our last loss against them. We're unbeaten against Oxford since, uh, you know, the, the small matter of that playoff final. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I think I do. Uh, in that time, four wins and one draw. Look, we've got a really good record against them. But, yeah, they're doing really well so far this season. Although they did lose against Wigan on Tuesday. They currently sit third in the table. Nine wins, one draw, three losses. Here's, here's the slightly more daunting stuff. they got the third best attack in the league, 24 goals scored. And they've got the joint second best defence with 12, only 12 conceded. We know they're always going to be a tough prospect. Um, but... You know, despite the loss last night, despite only one point, I mean, it's a good point. I think we've got reasons to be optimistic, right? You build that up so nicely towards, oh, that could be a Wickham win. But if I remind you last night, right, Bolton never won at HB12 before. <laughs> Am I cursing uh, it? <laughs> the Ovens are bad. It massively. Like Bolton hadn't even like uh, I think we every time we talked about it too much. Won, we talked we got about it too much. She, yeah, yeah. There's so many things that just didn't happen. Like even before, like I think it was there. There's never been more than like two goals each game for Bolton, and we end up with a four-two. So <laughs> stats mean absolutely naff all, as Adam Cooper will attest to. He watches go, with his yeah. eyes. <laughs> It's, so, look, I've got to lead him with something, right? I've got to zhuzh it up somehow. I've got to sprinkle that yeah. salt. Lead him yeah. with yeah. Lost last night as well. So, you know, we shouldn't be too bad. <laughs> yeah. That, that, it's, it's, that's it's, the way I'm looking at it. Against Wigan, though, and they're kind of a bit bit odd, really. Gonna, they're that big point. Wigan worse than Bolton. Yeah. For me. Mm, maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. I th- I'm not so worried because I don't think... I don't think the problem is away from home. I think our problems at home, our home form at the moment doesn't seem to be amazing or we don't seem to play well at home anyway. I don't know whether the added pressure gets to us or something. But do you know what? We're going to be followed by a very good contingent because it seems to be nearly sold out, which is fantastic. 126 I mean, tickets, they said earlier, were left. 
Yeah, that's it. I, I do have forward, one of them, so I will be there. Good lad. Good lad. I that's was. Uh, I was actually. Four stands. I was actually offered some. Yeah. Uh, hos- I was offered some uh, hospitality to go uh, to to the game, and because uh, I, I work in in the Oxford area, so it's naturally it's a sore point, and it usually intensifies whenever we play. But they were like, "Hey, do you want to come and uh, do you want to come and be in Oxford box?" And I was like, "Absolutely not." No, um, if I go, I'm going to be in the away end. Um, you know, love a prawn sandwich, but but not an Oxford prawn sandwich. So you'd be pleased to know that I uh, very politely said uh, said no. It's very honourable. Right? It's <laughs> honourable. A lot of people, a lot of people would have been te- more tempted than that. Well, so well done. If they'd thrown in free beer, it might have been a different story. I don't know. <laughs> You'd have to wear your Wickham shirt though. Oh yeah, oh, for, for sure, for, for sure, for sure. I'd, I'd wear the Wickham gelée uh, as I as I always do when I go networking. Uh, look, one what the the big thing going into this game is I'm I'm we're going to have to shake it up now because Scowan's not playing. We mentioned earlier suspended. Mm. Uh, Dan, you mentioned moving Leahy into into the centre of the park. Now that makes total sense. But what are we going to do defensively? What adjustments do we need to make going into this key game? Oh, if he's Taff and Chris, uh, Big Chris are back. So we should have Taff, Big Chris and Joe Lowe at the back and we should be all right. Um, I'm actually, I'm not saying I'm glad Josh is not there because I'm not. I would love him in the side. But this is forcing Blooms into doing something else. Uh, I think, you know, it's worked well for a few games what we've done. But now nah, we need to we need to shake it up a bit. Obviously, it, it got exposed last night. Bolton were clinical. Oxford, free scoring, very clinical. We need to make sure that we're ship shape. So I'm kind of glad. I, I, th- I Naturally, that's where I think we need to we need to look at. But the one thing we've got this season that we haven't had in previous seasons is depth. You know, mm. we've got the ability to, if we're missing one player, it's not so much of a massive issue. Josh being out as long as he was last year was a massive detriment to our form. Um, up until like Christmas time, we just seemed to go on this shit run, didn't we? I mean, and I, I'm not so worried about that now, uh, just because I think we've got we've got such good depth, and we, we we've got people to fill in the space. I don't think sadly is the replacement for Scown like he was last night. I think he needs to go where Hanlon was or Killian Phillips, and he, he a bit more further up. up top. Yeah, cause, yeah cause a bit of problem for the defenders. That's it. But they get they're a good side. They're a good side. We just uh but we all seem to get something. We all seem to do well against them. So hopefully we continue being that bogey side. Are you, you guys surprised it- are you guys surprised with the job that uh, Liam Manning's doing there? Because I mean I, I personally I'm yeah. not. I know that it fizzled out at MK, but you know, Oxford had a couple of pretty poor seasons and uh, he goes in and here they are flying pretty well up the table. They had the makings of a good side though before he went there. Um yeah. Messina did pretty well with them. Um apart from when it tailed off at the end of last season. But yeah, he um I c I am not surprised he's done well. Um he was given a pretty poor MK side, um, which we all enjoyed. And I wasn't surprised when they sacked him because they had more managers than many people had hot hot dinners. But well, hot dogs. Or, or cold hot dogs, oh. yeah. Um, <laughs> this is not worth it. Um, but no, I'm not surprised he's doing a good job there because they, they've got some good players in there. Clearly clearly ones that are a danger and the table doesn't lie, does it? No. Do, do you think that's more indicative, though, that 
the structure, and I'm not talking about the on-field structure, like the, the general structure of MK probably isn't right. I mean, obviously, you know, Twine, Darling and etc. Theo, I can't remember his surname, the Canadian lad, um, carried them through the season and got them nearly to a playoff final. Um as soon as that went, nearly, nearly got him to a playoff final. Yeah, but yeah, didn't. Exactly. <laughs> so someone stopped him there. <laughs> but, but you know, if uh, he obviously the the, def- the the frailties came out as soon as those players went, that was it. And you know, everyone's thinking, "Oh, Manning's a bit one-dimensional there." But mm. you know, he's, he has got the hallmarks of a good manager. He, he is he is a decent manager. Just as. Yeah. Damo said the structure is a bit better at Oxford. They've got the on-field talent there. If he's got the right tools, he he does. He always does well. So I think it's. Uh, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's recruitment. I think uh, you know mm. MK essentially got harvested for their talent. Right? They they sold Twine. They sold they sold their star performance. But who did they have coming in? You know, as as either yeah. replacements or, or Anthony Stewart. Yeah, Anthony Stewart. Yeah, I won't. I won't say anything bad about Anthony Stewart. Served us really no. well. Um, but but I think Oxford they've just got a better recruitment system. I know that they've got a better youth setup. Um, so I think. I mean, and look, you know, they've not got you know that that Pete Winkleman running the show. So I think uh, Oxford is just a little bit well, a little bit better put together. Um, but we can't escape the fact that it is it's a local rivalry. We want to go there in their back garden and do them in and get back in the wheeling column. So uh, with that in mind, what are we going score predictions? It's not a rivalry, is it? It's not a rivalry. It's M40 Derby. Of course it's a rivalry. M40 Derby. I don't care. (laughs) I care more about Swindon who they haven't played in like however many years. Yeah, but who who else have we got? Reading? They've got to have someone local. They go for Swindon, don't they? But they ain't played them in years and it's it's a bit like us and Cole U now. I I couldn't give a shit about Cole U. I mean, I enjoy watching them screw up and potentially get relegated from the league every season but apart from that I don't really care it's, about it's, it's, a, it's a local derby they might not say it's not but they know it is it's 20 so, minutes down the road so of course exactly. it's a local derby right score prediction lads what are we going uh, I'm going, I'm going for three... Saturdays what are you going for Damo going back to last Saturday I'm going 2 all. 2 all. 2 all. All right. I'm going for as many goals as stands, so three no Wickham. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Um, I, I do love it. I love it a lot. I think, uh, yeah, that'd be absolutely wonderful if we go there. We win three uh, nil. Beers on me for sure. Two uh, one, I reckon. I think it's going to be another one of those. I mean, it's we never do it the uh, never do it the easy way, right? Um, and it's going to be another fiercely competitive game. But I do think that we've shown. Uh, over the last four days and, and over the course of the season that we've got enough in the tank. As you mentioned, Dan, we've got that strength and depth and uh, we, we've got everything that we need to go there and continue our wonderful run against uh, Oxford. Look, there's a lot of football between now and next Tuesday, so the crystal ball gets a little bit murky. A lot of things can happen between now and then. But playing Cambridge on next Tuesday, under lights back at HP twelve, uh, Cambridge. I mean, they've got they've got the prospect of facing Portsmouth on Saturday, who are doing absolutely fantastic at the moment. Look, I know you're going to sigh, Dan, but some stats here. Look, I don't want to jinx it, but this is comparatively a bit of a breather compared to previous games. Not that we want to sound overconfident, right? But Cambridge seventeenth in the table as of recording, winless in their last five. They've been winless on the road since August. Uh, uh, 
uh, ominous, ominous. Uh, four wins, four draws, and six losses so far. So very mixed results. Um, but look, this this fixture has goals in it. Over the last two seasons, sixteen goals in total. That's an average of four goals per game, right? That's we could be in for some entertainment come Tuesday. It's always Cambridge is always the game we play on Tuesday night that you always think, yeah, we're going to win that, and then we lose, and everyone <laughs> thinks, oh shit. No, seriously, we we always do. It's always like three, two, four, three. I, I don't know. If I might be wrong. It just it's got one of those games where we're just going to lose, but I, I hope we'll win. They managed to I they managed know. to hold Portsmouth to a nil nil draw last night. So did they play last night? Yeah, they played them last night. Mm. What um, Cambridge played? What did Cambridge are playing Carlisle on Saturday? Okay, so completely ignore the <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, no, my but, data's wrong. <laughs> um, I, I I I certainly know that Portsmouth uh, do nil nil with them because it was one that let me down my accumulator. But oh, um, no. but uh, you think Portsmouth that Cambridge? You're gonna they're gonna do it, but obviously not. Um, but no, it doesn't change the fact for me that Cambridge are awful on the road. But mm. are we going to get? We had four thousand there last night. Is it going to be three thousand against Cambridge? It's not going to be a great away following, is it? No. So, yeah, it's. I just hope that if we play well against Oxford and do you know do great things, it's not another case of after the Lord Bear show like last night was a little bit. Mm. Um, and we'll have and, and we'll and we'll have Scallon back. So we will have Scallon back, oh, and, and he should be fresh as well because obviously he's had a game off. So. And and if you imagine, you mean holding Portsmouth because they have played Portsmouth, by the way, uh, holding Portsmouth to a to a nil nil draw. That's no easy feat. So they're going to be knackered going into Carlisle. It's not going to be easy for them, right? I don't know. It's um, <laughs> just one of those ones, isn't it? We've got to remember that Cambridge were there or thereabouts at the beginning of the season. They were kind of up the top, weren't they? They were hovering around and they've just gone on this weird run of form where they've just not done well at all. Um, whether that's an indication of... Because they were near the bottom last season, weren't they? They're struggling for most of it. Currently 17th. So. Um, yeah, because well, I remember them having a late surge to send MK down. It was wonderful. <laughs> but We all enjoyed that. I just... Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But we just we can't take it for granted. If we use our depth, because I think Oxford's going to take a lot out of us on Saturday. If we use our depth and use it wisely and horses for courses, I think we'll be fine. But um, I this has got the hallmarks. Being a Wickham fan for as long as we have, <laughs> I think we can all agree that we're going to do really well against Oxford. We're all going to be absolutely over the moon, jumping around <laughs> buoyant. We're going to go to Cambridge on Tuesday and lose 3-0. And then everything's shit again. Wow. And we're going to get relegated to the National it's, League. I'm not, I'm not. That's not my prediction, by the way. That's just me being hyperbole. Well, look, let's jump straight into the predictions then, because we're running out of time. How do we think? I mean, we haven't even played on Saturday, um, but how do we think it's going to unfold on Tuesday against a, a very up and down, hard to predict Cambridge side? Had it been on a Saturday, I probably would have gone something like 3 or 4 0. Uh, we don't play well on Tuesday nights. It, it, it's a well-known fact. KG one nil win. Ooh. Mm. So, it's either going to be one of those games where we do three-two Cambridge because we don't seem to kind of be able to break them. It's like Shrewsbury and Cambridge last season, or it's Cambridge away, which I went to. 
the not last season, the season before we won four one. It was like the best we'd ever played in a long time. So I'm going to go four one because I'm optimistic. If wow. we use our depth, four one. I uh, I love the optimism. Um, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go two one uh, again. I, I just think it's going to be. It's, it's just hard to know. There's too much time between now and then. Uh, I'd be far more confident making a prediction after Oxford uh, and knowing who we'd probably realistically have in the side. But the thing is, always goals in this. Um, You know, Cambridge, the the stats, you kind of betray kind of just how hard to predict and hard to play against they are. I know that they had quite a lot of turnover uh, in pre-season. They lost Sam Smith. They lost a few of their other. Didn't they lose um, uh, Ironside? He's gone as well. So they lost... they yeah, lost just a few there, but yeah, so nips. yeah, so hard to know exactly what they're going to be like. We're potentially going to be playing in an entirely different side than we than we played against last season. Um, but that's mm. just football, right? So two one. Uh, what are you going, Dan? What did you say? Uh, four four one because you guys are too safe. Four one. <laughs> Always <laughs> conservative. I said a KG one nil win. That's it. I mean, KG KG one nil win. Well, there we go. A lot of football to uh, to be played between now and the next time we talk. Um, but we will talk. That is absolutely for sure. Uh, lads, absolute pleasure as always. And uh, Adam, if you're listening to this, get home safe, and we'll see you next week. Uh, and that will do it for this week. Thanks for joining for another episode of the Heroes of HP Twelve. If you haven't already, please subscribe on Spotify. And if you're loving the podcast, help us out by leaving a five-star review. You can follow us on Twitter at Heroes of HP12. You can follow Adam at APCWWFC, Dan at Dan Clark PR, and Damien at Damo1507. We'll be back next week with more discussion on all things Chairboys. Until then, stay well and come on you blues. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.